driving to Arizona, Maddie. Shut up, Jason. I'm driving to Arizona. You're driving to Arizona. I'm driving to Arizona. <laughs> Are you going to Arizona? So you gotta go. I've been I've been there before, obviously. I've been everywhere. Um are you going to the Vortex? <laughs> it's so dumb, it's We're trying so to have a conversation we just had. We're, We're trying to have a conversation we just had. <laughs> We're trying to redo a stupid bit. Neither one of us has the energy. No. Yeah, right, let's go. Let's go Listen, to the fuck, energy. Fuck I need to go to the Vortex. I'll go to the Look Vortex. Go. Here's tall. a better thing. Ella, Ella asked me. Ella said, hey, ask Maddie. This is great. Ella said, hey, because I'm going to... I'm going to, uh, no, I'm going to Arizona with my girlfriend, Ella. Ella said, hey, ask Maddie if he has any restaurant recommendations. And I know not to ask you that because you're going to tell me to look in Yelp. It's the same thing you did when my, when my sister and her husband asked you where to eat in Canada. You said, yeah, uh, then she checked Yelp. So I'll tell Ella to go yeah, fuck check her. Yelp. I'll tell Ella to go fuck her stuff too. Maddie says go fuck Ella? her stuff, man. It's- Ella, no, what do you do? Ella, what, what do you do for a living? Daddy wants to know what you do for a living, Ella. I work for Tartine. She works as a uh, she works for Tartine. She does as a brand manager for Tartine. Oh. So call Chad and ask Chad where the fuck to eat. How about that? She said, Daddy says call Chad and ask Chad where the fuck to eat. That's a fair point. And Ella said that's a fair point. <laughs> okay. But you know why? Why talk to the bull when I can just go directly to the semen? Right. That's why. Are you eating on the pod? my granddad. What? You eating? Yeah. I mean a chocolate bar. Daddy, I, <laughs> I can't <laughs> see you. Number one. All I see is a view of some lights. So that's that's great. Number two. You eating a chocolate bar. Makes me think of Chunk from Goonies for some reason. I'm eating the chocolate bar. Do you guys have crunchy bars? Do you guys have crunchy bars in the in the states? Like, uh, like a Nestle bar? No, it's called a crunchy bar. It's like got um, it's like that that crunchy honeycomb, that like yellow honeycomb. Oh, but I've had it. I know what that is. That's just fire. It's my favorite. And and whenever I'm stressed out. Lisa or Jackie, they go and get me a crunchy bar, and it like settles me down like a like a I'm like a feral wildebeest, and then they give this. me give me a crunchy bar. Yeah, it's like my Xanax. Yeah, I know. Instead of telling you to go take a time out and meditate, they just make you fatter. Yeah, they give me sugar. They wind yeah, me it, up. It's not good because the sugar, then you crash and you get angry again. It's a horrible cycle, and they're they're just killing you. I think that's what, and then they gave me like a quad shot latte. They just, try, everyone's just trying to get to their paycheck. Everyone just wants to go home. At the end of the day, they're like, well, <laughs> to pump this animal, to make him do his job, just just give him whatever he wants so we can go yeah. home. He wants a fucking hoagie, give him a hoagie. Yeah. He wants a fucking crunchy bar, feed it to him. It's like war yeah. every day. They're like, how do we get the soldiers home? How do we get the soldiers home? You know? You're so lucky that you're not on drugs because you'd be dead by now because they'd be feeding you. They'd have coke and ketamine and fucking everything else just lined up to get you through the day. We have a very special guest today, Alex, don't we? And I think there's something to be said that is like a pure form of power. 
And I think that there's something that is special and that we're witnessing something happen. And I think, um, you know, the first time I ever met our guest was one of the most beautiful nights of my life. It was just like one of those moments and we sat down and Richie was so sweet. And I was in a room filled with strangers and yet I was sitting next to somebody that was just like me. And, um, and to see what Richie has done over the years is just mind blowing. The, the, the hurdles, I can't begin to imagine how big and yet Richie just keeps going. And uh, it, it really is, is a beautiful thing. It's like from photography to modeling to produce, to making things happen. Literally just making a world. We have a superstar today. Richie Shazam is in the house, just happens to be in the green screen room. Welcome everybody. Richie Shazam, come and join us. Hey. Hey, what's okay, up? Okay, here we go. What's up, Rich? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, living the Canada life. Where <laughs> what are you doing? We're in trapping in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, I've um, I've I've been here for about I would say almost close to a month. I'm um I'm shooting a show right now. In North America, and we're we're in our last leg of shooting this docu series, and so we're shooting a few episodes in Toronto. How's that? How's that Toronto trap life? Honestly, it's been really chill, but because of COVID, yeah. everything's been sort of working at a minimal capacity. So I'm kind of yeah. I'm just experiencing the city in a very um, COVID way. COVID way and. <laughs> I'm obviously really grateful to be working in this climate and to be out here because it's it's been rough. Like I've been on the road since September and because of covid, it's it just adds added pressure and anxiety. And, you know, I want to do the best that I can. And, you know, dealing with homesick, being homesick, dealing with, you know, not being with my chosen family, my partner, just sort of dealing with all those hurdles, but, you know, suiting up, showing up, being present and um, leaving it to the higher power goddess forces to to navigate me through this. But I've been really, really fortunate. My team is so great and they've been so loving and understanding where I'm coming from because it's hard. It's really hard to like to be doing this in, in this time for all of us. Well, you can't move freely. Like everything has to be such an ordeal, even communicating, getting anything going. Like I can't imagine. Like, if you are been- you kidding me? Production is a nightmare. Like trying to get to set uh, with the COVID testing, and it's fucking insane. It's hard enough, anyways. But it's. I mean, whatever. I don't know why we're complaining about like we're. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I think it's like the biggest thing is like. So Richie, Sorry. what when? You know, the uh, so right now mm-hmm. you are in the middle or at the end of, of a production. 
Middle to end, yeah. Middle event. Can you even speak on that project? Absolutely. Um, I'm working with Vice Canada, who's producing this docu-series. Um, it's really a revelatory fantasy docu-series that's exploring queer folk under mm -hmm. the queer umbrella. We're really right. engaging with young people who are trans, gender non-conforming, non-binary, really connecting with incredible spirits all across North America and really wow. telling their stories. And the premise of it is we're engaging with them during a big moment in their lives, you know, oh, really, cool. really guiding them as global queer family, what we can do, you know, we right, right. just giving them the hope, the courage, the strength to really talk openly and freely and to give them a platform, you know, yeah. so much of our stories aren't told by us or seen by us it's always other people telling our stories so <laughs> and i feel like where i'm where i am right now is ultimately i always want to be of service to others and i want to document and tell authentic stories and that's me as a creative and as an artist those mm. are things that i really care about and so when i signed on to do this docu series i'm also in the depths of you know, owning my own identity, you yeah. know, really trying to understand myself and process a lot of trauma and process a lot of really intense things that my master repressor is working actively not to think about. Right. So it's been a, a holistic sensory experience where I'm really leaning into a lot of discomfort and mm -hmm. really trying to be in radical acceptance and also letting these young folk, giving them the space to do that too, you know, cause it's not, it's not easy for us and it never has been easy for us. And if I can, you know, be a, a trailblazer that shows them that they too can be vulnerable. Yeah. So be it, you know, that's, that's the fantasy for the future generations that I want them to also yeah. feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so heavy. It's just like what, like we're doing, we're always in that state of mm -hmm. like uncertainty where we're always in that state of vulnerability and like, are we masking it? Are we not masking it? What's up everybody? I just want to thank our, uh, you know, our sponsors for making this podcast happen. Bespoke Post this fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collection of God collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life self-care is essential and it's important to check yourself in these wild times this month's sooth box is perfect for that with a candle oil treatment refining facial moisturizer and more they all smell and feel great creating vibes is an art and bespoke pose can help you become better at that whether it's to gear up or upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for that temperature dips, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best up every month. No matter what is in you're into, the box of awesome has you covered from style, grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz of boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over 70,000, wait, 70, only $70 worth of gear inside. That's $45 and it's worth 70. Let's get it. 
Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code PTA at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. All your boxy goods are in there. Get all your boxes, okay? Boxofawesome.com, code PTA for 20% off your first box of awesome. Like, and, and I've been going over like what I'm gonna say about you or like how I feel. Like, it's just like, I'm so proud of so many people that I've met and seeing people flourish and knowing that like what you're doing, like you're flourishing and at the exact same time of like you hitting an apex, it's like you instantly trying to help, instantly trying to give back, instantly trying to tell, let people have a space to tell their stories. It's so interesting because it's like, it, it, like, it is like where, where we come from isn't a place of giving. Mm -hmm. It's a place of like taking yeah. or being taken. You know? Absolutely. I think, you know, I have so much gratitude for both of you to be here and to be in this safe space and really engaging vulnerably. And that's that's sort of the that's the most flustering act, you know, is being vulnerable and feeling, you know, talking freely and openly about things that we don't normally want to speak about, you know, and I'm sort of reaching us in a space where, you know, where sobriety and recovery, those are key components. And there's a way that letting other people know, especially people who look like me, that there are spaces that they can seek to um, to work and to heal and to really, you know, seek comfort. Because, you know, spaces that we've engaged and met one another in, you know, they're not, they're not so easy to find for some folk. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I didn't have, you know, my recovery, I wouldn't be here today. So it's it's a very it's a very magical, miraculous thing. And I think it's not something I take for granted. And also with more time that you gain, the more perspective you have. And I I just feel like I would be doing a disservice by not speaking on it and speaking and speaking in about speaking ab about it in a way that um makes it tangible for others. Mm. Cause that's just that's the hardest part. And I think what I've been learning in the process of filming this docu-series is we have so many people and institutions that are working against us and our representation and our existence. So it's, you know, it's not easy. It's a very, very scary world that we live in politically. You know, me just being a, an American and having, you know, Biden just be elected. It's so much euphoria and so much yeah. excitement just to hear our president-elect, you know, murmur the term transgender in a right. speech, you know, because that's historical and that's future forward thinking that right. we've been here, we've been existing, you know. For decades. Just forever. Forever, forever. you know, for all of time. So it's like to be embraced and to feel that solidarity and like the progression of where we're going as a world is very exciting. And mm -hmm. I think that with all of the repressive things that have happened in the past few years and just thinking about, you know, police brutality, thinking about all of the um, institutional, violent, repressive things that work against us and don't stand for us. It's nice to know that we all can have dialogue and conversation and work as a community to better inform one another, you know, like humanize us, see us, embrace us. And yeah. let's really work on this, you know, Real Com unity. Unity, communication, because it's it's rough. It's it really rough. rough. And it's like, 
it's why I get, I had this conversation last night at home. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where like, uh, you know, Trish, I, we moved back home to this small farm community. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's like this beautiful landscape. It, 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 we own like, you know, we live in a forest and, and then it's just like Max going, and I've talked about this before, but it's just like Max going to school and I, they got like uh, photos or whatever. Not a single person of color mm-hmm. in his entire class. Mm-hmm. Same, same with my 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 daughter. Like she's in daycare. There's not a single person of color in yeah. her class. And it's just like, how do we just show our children the world? Absolutely. Where even though that we're living in the in this small town, mm-hmm. you know, there's like literally like nine thousand people, and and it's just like you know through books, through literature, through dolls, through you know just television and stuff like that. And I think it's just like. One of the, it, it, it's it's so I'm very fearful, because even as like my my, my family is a very progressive family. My family mm-hmm. is an open door fan. Anyone that walks through the door, they're family to us. If they're able to walk through our door in my house, they're able to sit down and like let's go. And but it, it, it's still just like my my brothers who I love. They're, they're, they're small town guys, mm-hmm. you know, like they're like one of the, oh, look at, huh? Like they come to the city and, and they're just like, man, this is quite freaky deaky. You the know? eyes open up. They're yeah. like, whoa, what is this? And, and it is one of those things that I'm like, I need to like really, it, it's something I think about a lot is like yeah. showing my children like culture, bringing them to the city, bringing them to, and before even like. You know, bringing them to museums, showing them art, showing them things where it's just like there is a perspective outside of this like beautiful community we live in, mm-hmm. this farming community. But it's also just like there's so much more. Absolutely. You know? And I think, you know, what's so inspiring about you and, you know, what I always take take away from your presence is your ability to connect people mm-hmm. and to create language and to create space. And, you know, you're language of love is like through food, you know, mm. and through connecting people through the love of food. And it's, it's just so incredible to see and to experience. And that's also another thing is how do people connect in our day and age? It's through social media, it's through mood boarding, the things that we see on our Instagrams, on our TikToks, on Twitter, it's so much information that's being pulsated, but how do we connect to it? Mm. How do we find ourselves in it? And so I think, I think that it's so cool that we're able to connect in these ways, you know, like Mm. food is just so incredible. It's such a big force of um, culture Mm. and our taste buds. You know, for me, it's I'm such a sensory individual that I love. I see the world in so many different ways Mm. that I want to also give that back. I want to give that back to people. I want them to see the things that I'm experiencing and be a part of my world. You know, how do I? How do I do that through my artistry? It's like whether I'm taking a photo, whether I'm modeling, it's we wear so many different hats, but it's all to be a storyteller. It's like, okay. And that's the thing that I think is so interesting is about how like I think a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to create. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's like, you know, people always ask me, they're like, so like when I meet people, they're like, so what do you actually do? And I'm always just like, I don't know. Like it's just like even with myself, I'm like, well, I do some restaurants, I do this, I do that. I you know, like what is, and I'm always like a person, like I always feel I'm like, it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'm Maddie Matheson. 
that's me. And I do restaurants. I, I make some clothing. I do this. I do that. I, I like, you know, sometimes I paint, sometimes I don't, you know, it's just like, and I think it's like such a beautiful thing. And so such a powerful thing to be like, it's like, you don't have to just be an architect. Yeah. You don't have to just be, um, you know, a tradesperson. You don't have to just be a filmmaker. Like you can, I think right now, the, the, the most interesting thing, and I think in the generations to come is from Instagram and all of these platforms of TikTok and all these things. Like either it's sparking like real imagination, real thinking, mm -hmm. or, you know, or it, it, it's a sad thing too, where it's just like either you're sucked in or you're seeing it, understanding it and being like, I want to participate. I want to give, mm -hmm. not just take. And I think like that is a, a thing that, you know, with, with even with like you have so many mediums that you're like championing. And, and, and it's just like, and even having the show, I think it's just going to be like more spotlight. You know, more spotlight for you to like, like what is like, do you have, I doubt you have like a whiteboard with a master plan on it, but it, mm -hmm. it, it is like, what, where, 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 what's, what's like the next two years even? What's the um, next two, like even one year? Like what is the next year? Like what is a thing that like you want to champion that you want to get better at, that you want to kind of create? I think right now for the present and the future is getting comfortable with my voice. Mm -hmm. For so long, I wasn't comfortable with my of my voice and being in a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and not feeling in control of it. So to be in this space of hearing my voice, speaking with people in a very vulnerable way, it's it's a very ballsy, gutsy thing that, you know, I know I'm a bad bitch and I know yeah. I, I can be in any space and kill it and feel it and, you know, radiate and just be super subversive and transgressive. But the most subversive thing is owning your voice and, being able to, and that's also what I think we and our friendship that we both can sort of relate to is the power to connect with people on our, with just our beings. Like people are just gravitate and flock to us and they want to know like, what are your thoughts on X, Y, and Z? And to be able to just do that without thinking is a skill as well. Like I'm just word vomit a lot of the times too. I'm just giving you all of it, giving you the heat and yeah, I hope to just strengthen that skill, but also just being more comfortable speaking with people. So that's why this this docuseries almost feels like I've been working my whole life towards this. Mm -hmm. Really, because I want to connect people that may not even have any relation, but I feel like with queer folk, we're existing in every single space, every single arena, like in every family unit, there's a queer person or queer adjacent, you know, and it's just giving us that language because that's another thing is, you know, if we want to really get into it, why are pronouns so important? Why yeah. the dialogue of pronouns are so key? It's, it's a humanizing thing. It's, it's like Maddie, if you, if I said, Hey, my name's Richie, my pronouns are she, her, they, them. Yeah. It's just like a automatic you embracing that and just taking that time to like, okay, these are Richie's pronouns and I want to respect them, you mm. know? And I don't, like, why is it so hard for me to like, you know, take away all of the, what what I may perceive of them and just give them that their own agency to exist. Right. You know, it's us just seeing eye to eye. So that's the, the reshaping of our society, like needing to do that little extra work. Cause it's so yeah. easy. It's not rocket science, no. but for some people, for some reason, people want to, constantly question you and question your existence. Yeah, it, it is a, as a, like, like even when, when I was saying reference, like when I was saying today, I said a he, 
you know, and it, and it is like, it, I find that truly one of the most difficult things in my head is like, I'm, I, I still in my little boy brain is it's she or he or whatever. And it's still just like, and I just, it, it, it is, I do have to put in more work. I do have to like think more. I do have to be like, even with a friend like you, it's just like, I, I, I think of you as Richie, but that's not like you're, you're she. And it's just like, it is like that thing where it's just, um, you know, I, I have to, I like as such a weird, like I, I'm just a cis male. I'm a he, I am a he, you know? And it is like, I'm a bro in some worlds and I am this bigger thing that I think a lot of people, you know, it is, it, it's just, I, I'm the, I'm the dumb dumb, you know, at, at certain moments. And I think that like, it is. Uh, one of those things where, uh, you know, I do, I, I personally have to, to, to address that at times more often than not and just be like, oh yeah, it's not like I'm a negative thing, but it's just like, I'm just still just like nonchalantly like, and that's, that's arrogant, right? No, but I think you, you made such a great point for me. It's, you know, I, I am Richie. I am a rock star. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I, I am who I am, you know? So I don't. I personally don't get hung up on the pronouns. Like I'm so chill and so whatever, but I'm finding more and more as I'm working through my own mm. trauma around identity and, you know, uncovering who I am. It's, I realize that, no, I, I do relate to being addressed in a certain way. And that, that's a total, that's a totally okay and, normal thing for me to demand out of my relationships, especially with people who love me and care about me, you know, because we want to create safe space with one another. It's like, that's how, you know, we we're reprogramming to exist with one another, you know, because we're all on our own evolution. You know, it's like, you know, you're a, you're a parent, you have kids, you know, it's, you're creating space for your children, for them to feel comfortable to come to their parent and be like, Hey dad, like this is who I am, or this is who I want to be. And it's just so great because you give, you give so much of yourself and you really want to understand. So just even having that willingness is so beautiful and so raw. So it's like, you're not dumb, dumb, you know, yeah. you're, you're, a, you're like such a power of example. And, I like appreciate you so much. And I know that, you know, the ones that really get to know you and know you intimately, like it's just such a incredible experience. Mm. And I'm, yeah, like I want, I want people in my community to know that, you know, we, we're having these uncomfortable conversations in order to make their roads easier, the, the roads that they have to travel and exist earlier. Cause it's like, listen, I'm from a big city. I'm from New York city, born and bred. Like that's who I am. But when I'm entering, when we're filming episodes in Chicago and Reno in these, you know, these like spaces where there aren't a lot of queer folk running around and existing. And for that person to just live on the internet, you know, being inspired by other queer folk, like we want to show them, Hey, we're out here and I'm fighting for you. So you know that you can do this too and not not to walk around with those isms that plague us, you know? Right. It's it's not fair. It's really, it's so numbing at a certain degree where I'll literally sit by myself and I just wanna like, I wanna sleep. I just like, I can't, 
the world can stress be so sleep. harsh and stress sleep. Just exactly. Two tone. We talk about it often where we just want to like literally play dead. Yeah. Like you'll get so spiraled out that you just like, Roll up like in a just ball. numb out. Yeah. yeah. You just numb out so hard and mentally and it makes you fall asleep. Absolutely. I yawn a lot. Like when Making I start jokes. yawning with nervousness, I yawn a lot because my, like the way I'm breathing, I don't even notice. But all of a sudden, if I start yawning, I know that I'm extremely kind of like triggered. Yeah. And I'll start like <laughs> yawning. And then I'm like, I need to like take a stress nap. And then it's just like, I go into this thing and it's just like, it is from past traumas. It is from past experiences. It is from not wanting to deal with what's happening, you know? Absolutely. And, and I think it, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's so disheartening that the roads laid down and the, and the entire world was designed for like one mindset. Yeah. You know? And, and it's like trying to live. Yeah. Literally just trying to be your, how is trying to be yourself the most difficult thing in the, isn't that like, doesn't that just speak on how horrible most yeah. people are? Like trying Which to is, be yourself is the hardest thing in the world. When you're, when you're being plagued by society's unwillingness to mm. respect and to understand it, it's just, it's so difficult. Like most days to just feel the beauty of the world. And for me and my creation of art and like, I like identity. I'm constantly feeling that I have to work so much harder than everyone else. You know, it's, it's just so, it becomes so mind boggling to wrap your head around, but realizing the beauty, it's like, I've been hustling and grinding at, from a young age, you know, so getting caught up in, you know, breaking down my identity for people is necessary work. You know, it's, mm. it's necessary work and I have the tools in order to do it. You know, I, it's not like I'm just blindly entering this, like not knowing like what I have to do to exist because you got to be a scrappy bitch. Like at the end of the day, like I'm rough and tumble, I'm making yeah. it work and I'm expensive. I like expensive right. things. I'm like, I'm bad and bougie, you know? So it's like, I know I got to work because I don't, I didn't have that. I don't have that family support. That's you know, right I, there. I, I was born and raised into a Caribbean household and kind of all of the intersections of culture and religion and, you know, brownness, all these like things where you're like, we're almost working against you, but still you just want to be accepted. You want to be loved. And you're like, wait, like I'm working so hard for you to get to understand me and you're still not meeting me in the middle. And I'm just, I, it's so overwhelming, but I have a chosen family that works literally around the clock to provide that unconditional love. Mm. And I'm so seen and heard and held. Mm. So it's sometimes you just have to like look, look at your positionality in the world. Like when one door closes, another one opens, you're like, I'm so used to hearing no all the Like that was yeah. like the eternal no. And I was like, oh my God, I, I can't do this. And then I realized, no, fuck it. Like, I'm going to break that door and I'm going to be like, no, like, no glass ceilings. I'm going to exist. I'm going to permeate all of these old world ideas, you know, because at the end of the day, as you said, being loving, being understanding, embracing, those aren't hard things to do. Mm. If you break it down, it's not that difficult. No. People just want, people choose to make it difficult. That's just it. Yeah, it is. I'd like to thank uh, our, our, one of our sponsors today, Simply Safe. There's almost 
always arise in break-ins during holidays. It's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 30% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Recently, US News and World Report called it the best home security system of 2020. So whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out that 30% off. Boom, free security camera deal before the end of this week. Users rave about the high quality equipment and great camera footage and how simple it is to set up everybody. It won the CNET Editor's Choice for Home Security. It was named Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. You can set up by yourself in 30 minutes. It's very, very easy, okay? Check it out. Then, Simply Safe security specialists will take over monitoring your home around the clock and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Right now, everybody, Powerful Truth Angels, let's go. Get 30% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera today by visiting simplysafe.com slash PTA. Hurry up. This deal expires Friday. That's simplysafe.com slash PTA. Simplysafe.com slash PTA. Thank you. Now, I want to kind of switch lanes here a little bit. I want to ask. Can you guys hear yeah. me? Yeah. Okay, just check in. Where are you driving? Hi. <laughs> I'm going to Arizona. What are you doing in Arizona? I'm just going there and sitting in a, in a hut with my girlfriend. Oh, my God. That's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hot. We're going to go look at some canyons. Oh, that's so romantic. Can you bring us right with now. you? Come on. I'll, we'll FaceTime the whole Please. time. Please. We want both of you in there. We want you guys in there with us. All uh, the Wi-Fi. All the Wi-Fi. Hey. How you doing? Hello. I was saying hi. Um, You're sorry, gorgeous. I got, I got cut out. Sorry, I got cut out. You're saying hi. You're saying hi. I just said Thank you. So are you. Ellison, so are you. Um, I'm on the earpods. She can't hear you. Um, ear, AirPods. I'm on the earpods. Anyways, sorry, I got cut out. I was going through a canyon, um, and I missed everything. But I get it. I caught the last part of it. And uh, I have no – I just interrupted the whole show in the middle of Maddie switching. <laughs> Subjects. Where were you going, Maddie? I wanted – no, I wanted to ask as somebody – where the world is, um, you know, designed against you. Yeah. Like, how, what was the feeling? Can you open that? The, um, that's a bougie bottle. Yeah, this is a water company that we're going to be working with. It's <laughs> oh, so chic. Like, hello. It's a good one. Canadian water. Should and, we do like uh, promo for it? Is this the camera? Yeah. Bougie Canadian water. There we go. <sighs> Coming in 2021, imagine. <laughs> I don't even know when it's coming. The, um, I hope no. you put your face on that. <laughs> Maybe one day. We'll get real real fancy when you get your own water. The What I wanted to ask was, was, was the feeling the first time you walked the first real runway? Yeah. Was it such a, it must have been such a joyous thing and such a fuck you too. Yeah. And I want to just like kind of like, for everybody, like, it's such a monumental thing. And I th I'd just love to hear, like, to run down a little bit of, like, I'd just love to hear that. 
Um, I've been really fortunate to work with a lot of designers that really embraced me and me just not being a model, but also just being like a person, an individual, you know, it's, I think fashion is really an interesting space for queer folk because, you know, we're the, we're the transgressive subversive beings that are really inspiring all of the trends, every, if you if you really look at the politics of queer folk and how we've been able to be so future forward and like future leaning in our taste buds and how that inspires like society at large, it's such an incredible feat. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, some designers that I've been able to work with, you know, they they sort of implant me in their vision, and then I sort of enter their spaces like with a big fuck you, you know. It's it's a lot of confidence and a lot of, you know, really channeling this superhero warrior energy. And it's can be very um, anxiety inducing and provoking. And I'm such a chatty Cathy. So for me to like evoke this sort of like hypersexual, like goddess energy on a runway actually comes pretty easy for me. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I can switch it on. But um, I remember one of the first runway experiences that I had was walking for Vivian Westwood in Paris and to be embraced by her and her partner, Andreas, was probably one of the most monumental experiences of my life because I've idolized her punk, I don't give a fuck, global consciousness aesthetic for for my whole life, my whole existence. So to be in line with her message Mm. it fueled me and for me to just be coming from jamaica queens to being like in paris you know that's some like shit that's like real god moments you know really like getting on the plane like existing in those spaces where we normally don't exist we're normally we're not we're not the ones that are magically selected for those experiences, you know? So to really be breaking that ground and to be given that space and that agency, it it was exciting. It was really thrilling. And I'm I'm all about process. So I love seeing like hair, makeup, styling. Like I love seeing all of the mechanics because that's the real beauty and the joy as well. Because you I love seeing other creative people create these silhouettes and these moments. And I just remember walking down that runway and feeling like I was carrying so many other people's experiences on that runway. I knew that I knew that whoever got the experience to see me like in that space, walk down the runway, they were going to feel like that air, that breeze of like maybe like nervousness and discontent because I was stomping in these like gnarly like six inch like stripper heel-esque shoes and I just kind of let go let goddess in that moment like just do it do it for your people like do it for all of the the queer kids that are coming from the neighborhoods that you were raised in that don't see themselves like we're existing in these spaces that we're destined to be in you know it's it is. It's like, all destiny. I feel like it is, it, it, when you look back, you see the steps. Yeah, like you do see the steps. Like when I, like when I was a kid, like I remember these moments of just people being like, you know, like I had this weird thing, and I still fight it sometimes. Where I'm like, am I was I, like everyone? I, I'm trying to say something. I'm trying to say like about fame. 
or mm-hmm. about like, did I honestly ever think that I would be in a position where I am, where people, you know, I'm popular, I, as I like to say it. And, it, and it. and it's just like one of those things where I never thought of it as a kid. I never wanted to be on television. I never wanted to be any of that kind of stuff. I never had those kind of dreams, but it's still just like to see the steps and see like the opportunities, right? The good, the bad and everything and how we mold that kind of rocky landscape of, of our, we build our, like, it's just like, as I get older and yeah. with the hindsight, mm-hmm. I really see the work of building our own. And it, and I always say, I th- not always say, but we're on this ship of our life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when we change the the rudder, it, 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 it slowly turns. Yeah. It slowly turns like the, the steps that you took and, and the, and the work that you put into it. It doesn't happen quickly. And you kind of, I, I'm a big fan of like it not happening quickly. Yeah. I like that long game. I like that kind of persistence. I like, even when it's happening, it's still like, you still have to fight for it. Absolutely. You, and you still, once it's, ha- and the people that know, once it starts happening, you have to fight even harder Absolutely. to keep your seat at the table, to keep your job to keep well the the reality is that nothing was instantaneous you know and doing that self-work on yourself and being able to see where you're coming from it's also like when i was growing up there was no one on like no one on television screens or anyone that looked like me that came from where i came from like you know obviously i i also didn't think i would be where i am today because that was manifest manifestation and also learning to believe in myself, learning that I can dream to be a creative because, you know, I feel like our families would have wanted us to, you know, be doctors and lawyers and X, Y, and Z. And what is fame? What is popularity? You know, like being popular amongst your friends, you know, like creating, creating spaces that weren't there is, I think that's the ultimate feat. I think that that's the ultimate that's the coolest part of this. I think it's really being a part of future forward fantasy making. Well, just think of the family trees mm-hmm. of the chosen families mm-hmm. of the people that come from the biggest designers, the biggest architect, like that little thing. And from the little Richie seed, mm-hmm. this beautiful trees grown. And now you're in a place where you've gotten yourself to a level and now mm-hmm. your roots and what's going to grow? Yeah. You know, like that is like that real kind of you're you are paving a path. There is like, you know, there were there was there was women, there is there's trans, there's there's queer folk that were paving paths. Absolutely. And, and now you literally are one of the bigger ones that I see that are definitely making room, um, doing the heavy lifting. And um, it's just so exciting to see. Um, you know, what the future is and like what, how many people you really affect and mm-hmm. how they take that mm-hmm. and, 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 and build, yeah. you know, it's what, can they take what you're doing and can they build on their own lane in that kind of same system? Absolutely. And I think having that radical acceptance of realizing too, like, I don't really give a fuck if people understand or don't understand, but I want to know that I created space for you to engage if you want to, mm. you know, because it's a lot of responsibility too. It's when you're also entering a lot of sort of corporate spaces and spaces where historically you haven't been a part of, it's it's really daunting and it's jarring, you know, it's to really catch people up to speed because it's 
it's not just selling a fantasy. This is my identity. This is who I am. Like blood is blood has been shed in order for me to exist. Talking about our predecessors, you know, queer history is so rich and people having to literally and physically physically die and, you know, they're not here anymore to like tell their stories, you know? So what I'm actively trying to do is pay an homage to my predecessors, like showing that there is this intergenerational movement that all of us like have to work cohesively and comprehensively to bridge it for the future. So those younger generations just know that it wasn't always like this, you know, like I wasn't always like, oh, I could just be who I want to be. We have to kind of understand where we've come from as a society to know where we're going to go. But it's also, yeah, I'm like, I kind of have to like lift that burden off myself sometimes because it becomes so jarring and soul sucking at a certain point. But I'm, I could imagine a lot of people reach out, you know, and the amount I like from my experience, I have a lot of people that reach out. You make me happy. You, you know, um, I've had even like serious things of like our brother passed away. Our mother loves watching you because you remind her of him mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and and it, it is, I, and it's crazy. Cause it's like my sister who helps me out, uh, with different things and stuff. She's always, um, you know, she'll reach out and be like this, this person DM'd me. And wants to know if uh, you can like sign this thing for it. And I was just like, Sarah, like if people are engaging with you, good or bad, it, it's like one of those things that you kind of can't fuck with either side, unfortunately, because that's my safe place is I'm doing the stuff that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And the way that it makes other people feel is the way it makes other fe- people, the way that the, it makes them feel. I can't help either side some most of the time. You know, every once in a while, there's something that I can go above and beyond and spend a little bit of time of yourself. Because I think with social media, especially people ask so much. Here's a cause. Here's a thing. Can you post this? I need help with this. I need, you know, can, can you say hello to my friend? She's in the hospital. Can I do this? Can I do that? And I think that like being a person of stature, you know, in any community, it takes on a toll. Of mm-hmm. that kind of things. Is there like how do you feel about that kind of like giving this? Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm no, I I think that I'm naturally a giver. For me, it's I always put other people before mm-hmm. my own needs and only realizing, you know, in the past few years the importance of self-care and the importance of putting my needs, like my mental, my physical health, you know, prioritizing that. You know, I'm immune compromised. I have health issues that I've really been working to better address and having a chosen family and a partner that are actively checking in on me like every day, like, are you good? Do you need things? And really, you know, as we get older, really looking deeper to like, you know, I don't, I don't normally want to take care of myself. You know, I'm just such a, I'm such a rough and tumble, like, you know, raver bitch that's like out and about, like, really feeling the cosmos and really feeling the energy of people. But with our work on like social media and engagement is having that happy balance. And really, I don't like to, I also don't really like to give too much of myself Mm -hmm. on the apps. Like I feel like I like to give a certain, 
I like to sell my fantasy. And then if you have the pleasure of like getting to know me and like we interact intimately, you get that, you know, I'm not someone that's on the channels, like trying to like give you every nook and cranny of my being. Cause that's also just not the person that I am, mm. but I, I do try to express myself with like important causes, like, especially in the past year because of COVID, I, I did a print drive of some of my prints to raise money for these mutual aid organizations benefiting the trans community and, you know, giving them, giving them coin for housing and X, Y, and Z, like necessary, necessary funds. Hold on. Doing some construction. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, that's fine. Oh my goodness, HelloFresh! I love HelloFresh so much. HelloFresh has easily just changed my entire life. Did you know that you can get fresh with pre-measured ingredients, mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh? America's number one meal kit! Yummy! HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store. It makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh offers convenient... No contact delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. Did you know that home cooking just got that much easier, everybody? I cook all the time, but I still need a little bit of help, and HelloFresh is there for me. Over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure peak flavor and ripeness. Oh my goodness. Since they offset their operations, travel, and shipping emissions, HelloFresh carbon footprint is 25% lower than store-bought grocery-made meals, according to the University of Michigan. Thank you, science and scholarships. Personal endorsement. That's me. HelloFresh, it's PTA time, and it's tested and it's approved. Me and Two-Tone love it so much. We can tell you for sure that this is one of the easiest, smartest meal plans ever, and you can make it at home. Even Two-Tone and our producer, Jason, are cooking now, and they're complete idiots. Look at them go, stirring and chopping and making yummy dishes. Way to go, guys. The time for excuses are over because HelloFresh is there to get you where you need to go to Flavortown. Go ahead and go to HelloFresh.com slash PTA90 and use code PTA90 to get $90 off including free shipping. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash PTA90. Use the code PTA90 to get $90 off including free shipping. Well, HelloFresh, you got my interests. So I think the thing too about making content right now and the way that the world is via COVID is even doing this podcast, even being yourself, how like we are so PTSD'd. Yeah. I'm OD'd on PTSD'd out. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, to, to, to have a pandemic hit, no one's known what this is like. Everything is wiped. You know, everything is wiped. There's no normal. There's no nothing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just dealing with that. And then on top of dealing with just being a human, having emotions, depression, mm -hmm. highs, lows, you still get up. You still go, like the photography. I want, like, it's just like, you still are doing things that you love. And the strength of not letting it overcome and 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 the the discipline mm -hmm. of of moving forward. 
mm-hmm. you know, is, is like when, when, when did, you know, like the photography, like that thing just all of a sudden, all of a sudden like, oh, Richie takes photos too. And he's in every magazine. And he's just saying, <laughs> like, like it, it, it is, it's one of those things where it's just like, and another one. You know, during these, during the, the, one of the craziest moments in, in modern history. Yeah. You're still um, producing greatness. I really, I really enjoy expressing, you know, my skills and my talents and being able to be seen and appreciated by all of these entities. It's not something that, you know, I take lightly. I really, I really have, I'm just so happy to be embraced and also for people to, you know, see the the stories that I'm trying to tell, you know, that's like really, really important. I think right now in the midst of COVID is giving people ourselves authentically Mm. and really being able to connect. It's like, it's one thing to give fantasy, but also to, you know, reposition ourselves in this moment in time. Mm -hmm. You know, this new normal that we're living in is so catastrophic and it's so intense. And I really want to create things that are, you know, just showcasing how malleable we are Mm -hmm. and our ability to create in whatever situation that or circumstance you throw at us. You know, we're still able to like, you know, take photos on a camera, you know, hang out with like some friends and like engage with one another in this, you know, fantasy moment. For me, I'm just, I want to have a good time. I want to, that's just who I am through and through is like, I'm all about the queer magic. I'm like, let's have a good time. Let's feel our best. Let's, you know, amplify one another. You know, if you're feeling down because of, you know, COVID, you know, all of us, we're all depressed. We're all going through it. It fucking sucks. It's, there's no chill, you know, every day the shit gets like tougher and more worse. And I'm just in a space where I want to create space for people to just have fun and to like have a moment of reprieve, you know, it's like, whether that be like looking at one of my images or, you know, us just having like a happy conversation where we can just escape and not have to like deal. Yeah. And escapism is really what I'm drawn to. I want people to be on this journey with me and for us to like figure it out together. Cause I'm just like a, I love to say I'm like a woman of the people, you know, I'm like, I want to know how everyone's doing, how everyone's feeling. It's just really vital to do those check-ins and stuff. And then I'm trying to think of like, everything is so, like the thing that I keep hitting or that I keep kind of hearing is, is, is the fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like it is like, you do just want to have fun and through that fun is creating a space for yourself. People are seeing it. They're attracted to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it is, it's so funny because it, it, on the outside thing, it looks like, I don't know. It just, it looks so easy, mm-hmm. you know, to some people. And it, and I think it, it, it is like, even for me, like a lot of people and it, and it's kind of like the same kind of thing. Like people are just like, Oh, like you just take like toilet selfies or like you just like take your shirt off and you, Oh, you just yell. And you're like, yeah, sure. If that's what you want to think, or if that's what you want to like, if that's what you're getting is that I just take my shirt off and I just yell, then okay. If you want to see that one little thin, I, I always find that that's the thin layer. You know, like that's the thing that's like kind of just like the whatever. But 
I, I think it's from from our end too, it's we make those conscious decisions for us to like present ourselves in the ways that we do. Mm, so yeah. at the end of the day, it's like once I post that photo or that image, it's like it's up for whomever's interpretation. You know, it's like I feel confident enough to do that and to like show people that they too can like, you know, exist in their own fantasy. But I also I kind of consciously want to just project you know, the beauty and the fantasy, because the reality is that our lives are really hard and really difficult and not easy. And I do it for my community. You know, I want them to see us shining in these spaces, you know, like I don't want, like it's, there is a lot of thought and a lot of um, intense trauma that's behind each of the images that we post, you know, you could see it in our eyes, you could see it in our bodies. It's like, we're bringing all of the all of the angles, all of the aspects to it. But I think, I think just, I'm just like fueled by like wanting to be optimistic and wanting to create spaces of empathy and compassion and beauty. You know, it's like we're rewriting beauty standards. It's like, I think it's one of those things. Like I think even like Paloma, what she's doing is incredible. There's so many people in such a small circle that are making such waves. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, like as, you know, a bigger dude or, a, you know, fat person, it is like one of those things where I, I love the fact that like I can dress the way that I dress and I present myself in a way and, and the amount, that's always the one thing that I do love out of like the fans and stuff like that is like when they, they're like, you know, I can dress, I can wear a tight shirt and like pull my pants up or something. Just like a simple fashion nod or, you know, style. It's just like style. Like fat dudes are usually, like we aren't able to have a lot of style. And you know, there isn't too many. Space. You're creating space to do that. Yeah. And I think it's just like, I, I don't know. I just love that it's just like, it is one of those just like sweet, like things. It's just an easy win, mm-hmm. you know, like those things. But it, it comes from like, you know, at a young age being like, well, I'm not a jock. I'm not, I'm not this prep. I'm not yeah. rich. I'm yeah. not poor. I'm not, uh, I'm not any of these things. I hate sports. I hate all this stuff. And then I was like, oh, punk music. Oh, yes. what, what, what's this? Misfits? Ooh, I want to wear nail polish. I want to dye my hair. Yes. And I'm like, I'm in a small farm town and I'm like the kid with the nail polish, a fat <laughs> goth, you know, like, and it's like one of those things where it's just so like, cool. you, you instantly are like, oh yeah. That person's yelling at me because they don't understand me. That person's, you know, that person wants to fight me because I, I my hair's dyed green or I'm wearing nail polish. Because you're making them question everything about themselves. And it's like, what's even so rad about that is like, look at us. It's like, we're all essential, like all essentially like, you know, the group of misfits, you know, we're yeah. all sort of, we all sort of grew up in that same lane of like not fitting into just like, the societal categorizations, the you know, we are living, living on the periphery, existing on the fringe. And we're like, we're taking up space mm. and we're doing it unapologetically. And I think that that's like the ultimate takeaway. Cause when it comes down to it, there's more, there's actually so many of us mm. and it's, we're allowing, you know, those future generations to own their punkness, own the how, freaks, the freaks, you know, it's like, we're, we're so rad and we're so cool. And we like have the most fun. It's, mm. it's just the truth. You know, we, we, well, have we, a, can, we, we, we can live without what we, we, I'd rather ask for forgiveness. Yes. You know, I, I'd rather like, 
paint my nails and like I would paint my nails and then like scratch them all up. Yeah. And then like, you know, get his, like I, I still remember getting like my first like white skin belt and putting studs on it. Yeah. Like all this kind of stuff. And like the thing about, and I think that this is a genuine thing about business. Mm -hmm. And, and I think just learning how to be scrappy at a young age and learning to get like the punches literally and mentally, it is one of those things that like, can like make, you know, fight or flight. And it's one of those things that like, nah, I'm not gonna let that shit affect me. I'm gonna keep putting studs on. I'm gonna keep painting my nails. I'm gonna, and then every, you know, couple years it grows. And like, what is that punkness? What is that queerness? What is yeah. that? What is that outsideness that like we reject all these norms? Like that shit's weak. That shit's whack. You guys are all whack. And yeah. there's few of us, which means we're actually cool. We know what the fuck is good. And, you know, and, and then we find each other. And you and find that, that you find the outsiders in those like little communities, punk shows or yes, raves or yes. whatever it is. And you find each other and you, you gravitate and then you build. And it's just like, it's an amazing, it is such an amazing thing that there is those spaces and, and still they're so small mm -hmm. and, and there's still people fighting every day to, to create larger spaces. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, we're drawn to each other and we entering spaces that, we normally didn't see ourselves or we didn't, you know, naturally exist in and like, you know, reoccupying those spaces. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, because you kind of grapple with imposter syndrome. Like, what am I doing in these spaces versus no, I fucking worked my ass off to be in these spaces. And I'm, you know, I'm presenting and selling myself in a way that's so undeniable and yeah. creating this sort of attractive, glare this attractive energy where people are just so drawn to you mm -hmm. and you you want them to like understand the depths of you and not just see the physical you know That's there's it. so much so much in our gnarly crazy the imposter brains. the imposter thing is so real yes it's so real why should you have this yes why you don't deserve this you don't deserve to be here it's like such a daily thing of like because it is that thing like you shouldn't have this yeah and it's, and it's so, like, it is a crazy thing. It is that generational society of just saying no. Yeah. I, I have such difficulties accepting some of the like really incredible things that I've been a part of and that I've worked on. And, you know, it's always like on to the next. Mm. And then, you know, I'm really fortunate that my chosen family and even just like specifically my partner just sort of gives me that affirmation, like, mm. Hey, like, you can pat yourself on the back. Like you, you did this and like you're going to continue to do it because that's the person you are. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, that's like a newer sensation, you know, like really just taking a moment to reflect. And COVID's been like, that's been a real big knee Like, oh my God, like what's the world that I live in? Like, what is this? Like what's happening? Yeah. But showing people that, showing people that we, we're here, we're doing it, and we're going to continue to persist even mm -hmm. as the world is like in fire, like literally in flames. But that's the thing. Like, it's like you're, we're, you're doing it. Yeah. And my friend has this thing. It's like the funniest sign, but she has this painted sign in her house. And it literally says the only difference between doing it, not doing it, is doing it. And I think it's just like, it is, it's a funny thing. And I, we always make fun of it because it's like, it's stupid, but it's like, it's true. And it's just like, if you want to be a self entrepreneur, on like a base level, it's just like, you know, make that jean jacket. Yeah. You know, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Like it's constantly, 
that reinvestment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't invest, like invest in yourself, get to that level and then invest in somebody else. And then then grow and grow and feed and seed and like take care of each other. Absolutely. And you'll have a forest. We'll have a forest of friendship and success Mm -hmm. and happiness and money, financial freedom. That's all I want. That's all I want. (laughs) Richie! I love you. Okay. Richie, thank you so much for coming on. This has been, first of all, it's just amazing to see you. So happy to see you. It's beautiful to hear you. It's, um, I hope it made sense. I think it makes, I think it's going to make a lot of sense. (laughs) I think it's going to make a lot of sense to some people. We will see, but we're here to open up minds. We're going to open up some minds. I think we'll people, hopefully people will be like, yeah, I get it. I want to, I want to, I want to eat that soup they just cooked. Yes. You know, we boiled it down. We boiled it down. We threw some meat, some bones in there, added some water, and we're going to have a tasty broth to serve many people. Yes. So, Richie, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. So happy to be here. Let's get it. Woo! Powerful Truth Angels. Thank you.